Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast. Trade Deadline Spectacular, starring Dave Schilling, Gershon Yabusili, Ante Zizik, Marcus Smart, Joey Devine, Andre Fetisov, Abdel Nadir. A lottery protected Brooklyn Nets pick from 2029. Sean Keen. Roddy Zagorak. Marcus Thornton. Terry Rozier. Tyler Zeller. And a Zeller to be named later. Special guest Julian Rodriguez, Vitaly Potapenko, Greg Kite, Cornbread Maxwell, musical guest Aerosmith, and now the host of Round Ball Rock, Dave Schilling. Hello, welcome to a special trade deadline extravaganza edition of round ball rock i am dave Schilling, uh, sean keen hey how's it going joey divine hi and we are it's lit fam <laughs> <laughs> if you're all uh, the catchphrases out right yeah. away if you have did i do that <laughs> if you have an it's lit fam counter we're at Sit one on it <laughs> And we're also joined by Julian Rodriguez. How are you doing, man? Good, good. Happy to be here. Welcome to the pod. Uh, At Juice Manji on Twitter. Yeah, follow, follow back, yep, player. That's, that's me. That's my catchphrase. <laughs> follow back, player. Uh, wow. What a what a disappointing day yet again. No, I mean, it was some a stuff, good trade ha- some line. Stuff, some stuff happened. It was but a good trade deadline. 
I, I've, I, I've heard this said other places. I will agree. We got spoiled with the boogie trade at the day of the All-Star it game. Counts. It counts as part of the deadline. Yeah, but you want like some big Woj bomb at the last yeah. minute right when the clock hits noon. Yeah, we it got it. The Celtics are not no, trading. Roy Hibbert. Oh, my we bad. got Roy Hibbert was traded to the Denver Nuggets. The for, oh, really? for a second yeah. round draft oh, pick. That one. <laughs> a second that one. round draft pick. A highly protected second round <laughs> draft pick. <laughs> well, this reminds me of, uh, so the Warriors notably drafted uh, North Carolina State big man Todd Fuller, mm-hmm. the White Tornado, yeah. in the first round in 1997. I think one pick ahead of Trace McGrady. I believe that's correct. Um, and they traded him at the 98 deadline for a protected second round pick from the Utah Jazz, who... <laughs> Had just been to the we're, we're currently had the best record mm-hmm. in the NBA, and essentially they were saying, by rule we could not have traded you for less than this, but if we could have, we <laughs> would <laughs> get out of here. Well, I think the Lakers also did that with Marcelo Huertas today. No, though the guy that they got, Tyler Innes, good player, but Marcelo Huertas is just garbage. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen him a lot, but every time he's on the court, it feels like something went wrong, or you're watching, like, remember when they had those commercials where they'd, like, photo, they'd, like, digitally insert a fan doing fancy dribbling, Mm -hmm. and I don't remember what that was for, it was a very (laughs) effective ad. That's what Huertas seems like to me, that they got, like, an improv comedian from Europe, or someone they haven't seen. Yeah, Win, go, it's, it's like Win Butler in, in a NBA. wig, and he's he's like running the offense, and he's looking at the ball a little bit when he dribbles, and he falls down a lot. <laughs> it's when like uh, when they do like a basketball movie, like uh, like Eddie, yeah, and they have like two NBA players on yeah. the court, but then like they have eight other dudes wearing yeah. uniform. Like that's what Puertas reminds me of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what you're saying is he's the creative player from NBA 2K17. Yes, he's just a generic. He's face. like if Ron ba- Ron Baker were foreign and bad. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Wait, are you saying that Marcelo Huertas could be a published children's book author <laughs> like Ron Baker? He's going to have a good time the rest of the season in Turkey, probably playing for David Blatt. He's also 33 years he's old. Very yeah. old. He's very old. Yeah, he's very old. Yeah, he's like uh, – he, he like – uh, walked through the door, Prigioni kicked open, which is the Pablo old, Prigioni's wa- walking through that door. <laughs> All the hits coming back. But let's talk about the big news uh, besides the boogie trade is the purge anarchy in the Lakers front office, mm-hmm. which uh, created a, a role for Magic Johnson as president of basketball operations and Rob Palinka, Kobe Bryant's agent, so who is now the GM. Of so the that's the big Lakers. trade is Mitch Kupchak. And Jim, Jim Buss and the Lakers PR guy, yeah, yeah John Black. Black, yeah, for Magic Johnson, Rob Palenka, and two buses to be named later. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, they're going younger in the Bus family. Yeah, they got some Bus prospects. It's pretty tight. Yeah, uh, I, w- I was going to make some more Bus puns, but I think we can move on comfortably. Would you say he was thrown under the bus? <laughs> you could say that the Magic School Bus. We could just keep going, but oh, we're not man. going to. So, <laughs> it's quality. Mag- Yo, in LA, nobody takes the bus, dog. <laughs> the Ma- Magic Johnson uh, cleaned house. He traded Lou Williams. He traded for Tyler Ennis. He tried to get Paul George, but uh, the Pacers uh, did not 
make that move. Paul George is still an Indiana Pacer. Magic and Larry, the rivalry continues. That ball is just bouncing back and forth, and, and uh, nobody, nobody was successful this the time. The loser of the trade had to watch the winner eat, and that was tough for both of them because Magic was not willing to watch Larry Bird house an entire birthday cake. <laughs> the it's a wedding cake. Okay. A wedding cake, I'm sorry. The story is that he ate it's wedding. A wedding. By the You're way, right. a wedding cake is much bigger than a birthday <laughs> cake. <laughs> Because it's supposed to feed upwards of 200 people. Mm-hmm. Or one hick from French Lake. Yeah. Uh, how do you guys... You guys are two huge Laker fans. Let's let them hash this out, Sean. Let's yeah, you're right. Yeah, why don't we... Yeah. yeah. Let, Julian, let, you go first. How do you feel about everything that happened the last two days in Laker land? I feel very good. I, I was a little bit worried when they announced that Magic would be uh, like just there. Why? Because of his tweets? You know he watches basketball, though. He's always tweeting the most basic thing that just happened in the news. So that's I, I, it's, he's aware of what's happening. Uh, I mean, you can't not be worried about the tweets. But as, <laughs> I, as I've made it, as I've you know uh, said to you uh, about our very frequent basketball texts, um, they didn't hire his Twitter account. Like you know, like Twitter magic is not going to be president magic. That's how I feel about Donald Trump too, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump is not the Twitter account, man. He gets things done um, just like magic. But I feel, I feel magic good about Johnson, it. the I, Donald Trump <laughs> of the NBA. Dave Schilling. <laughs> don't quote me on that. That was a joke. That's I don't the episode to, title. I be surprised if Magic is like a sneaky Trump supporter, though. No way. I would be devastated, but I wouldn't be surprised. There either. is no. He's so rich. Way. When you get like that rich, I also no, wonder man. if Magic Johnson's like, yeah, why do we need AIDS research? You can just live forever. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> Magic Johnson is for the people. I want to see more, like uh, more of the the Twitter, the reporters on Twitter use like positive uh, when descri- describing like trade talks now with the Lakers. But I, I feel good. I was I like Rob Palenka. I like uh, I like that they kept. Do you Ryan like? West. Here's my question about Rob Palenka. Uh, is what you like about him that time he and uh, Carlos Boozer stabbed that blind Cavs owner in the back? Is that what you like about him? I li- yes. <laughs> uh, I like that. Uh, well, I j- you know, I like that he's an agent, and I like that he'll do shady things, which I think Mitch and Jim were like too weirdly honorable. Like they wouldn't tamper like everybody else does, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't do just things that people do now. Yeah, like, I mean, th- so. Yeah, basically, the the Carlos Boozer story is he was a restricted free agent. The Cavs tried to cheat, basically, and have him take a slightly larger um, upfront deal, and they'd release him to do that. And then once he became a free agent, he was like, oh, I could get paid much, much more by any other team. And I think that's, like, responsible agent behavior, even though it was supposedly mm-hmm. – and he had to quit. But didn't he still get the commission? What do you think B.J. Armstrong would say about that? (laughs) I just hope this leads to – I hope Palenka is so good that it leads to B.J. Armstrong (laughs) getting a GM job somewhere. Oh, yeah. I think the defenders Oh, Sacramento is definitely considering it right now. Yeah, Uh, he's going to mentor Vlade. What if he is who – what if B.J. Armstrong is who replaces Gar Foreman and John Paxson? As oh, they, they need as a, the GM a, of the Bulls. They need a different <laughs> mediocre Chicago guard who was elevated by playing next to Michael Jordan. That's that's <laughs> and the who formula. is also. Oh, I'm sorry, it worked for GM. Steve Kerr. Okay, it worked for Steve Kerr. That that is a foolproof plan. 
Yeah. Steve Kerr didn't have any other experience uh, in a front office before that, right? Before Phoenix? Yeah. No, he, he was, was just a TV man. Yeah, TV man. Like like the magic man. Steve <laughs> Kerr, the TV man. Well, no, Steve Magic Kerr had better opinions. Here's the thing. Yeah. 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 Magic Johnson, say what you will about his lack of experience in a front office. Magic Johnson is so good at being a businessman and so good at negotiating and things of that nature and more importantly, glad-handing people, schmoozing people, smiling and nodding and making people feel good about themselves, that there's no way he's going to be bad at this job because most of this job is just glad-handing people and making deals and making phone calls. Donald Trump yeah, always says... Yeah, people like Vlade Divac, too. Yeah, but Vlade is not Magic Johnson in terms of charisma. So, so Magic Johnson has made like a... a like hundred million dollar empire of stores and like restaurants and movie theaters, right? Mm-hmm. Vlade Divac talked about how he was gonna run for president of Serbia, <laughs> and then got death threats, and I believe has not returned <laughs> to Serbia since then. That's his post career business ventures. This is my point. Imagine. I think he also uh, had a side business driving giant cartons of cigarettes across <laughs> the border at Tijuana. How did he not just smoke them all before he got across the border? Vladi was also they uh, they had a special like Vladi voice on Waze. Mm-hmm. You could have yeah. Vladi Divac turn right, yeah, turn left, yeah, box you, out. Time to go to the Belgrade. I did the uh, <laughs> I did I used the Leandro Barbosa though. What? Yeah, there was a Leandro Barbosa one at one point too. Did it just go beep beep? It, he did say <laughs> beep beep. Vlade's thing would be like, "Why aren't we just taking the free? Oh no, this is this is best. Much way. better, much better. Take quick, quicker route. Yes. This is the first thing I saw when I opened my computer, so I just took it. Uh, okay. Anything else to say about Magic Johnson, I don't Lakers th- fans? No, I mean, I think I think it's going to be good. I think the jury's out. Yeah. I'm happy with the moves that they made. They didn't do anything rash or stupid. Um, they got rid of one unnecessary uh, ball hogging veteran. They mm-hmm. got rid of Huertas. They, their best player on the That's team fine. this year. I yeah. don't care. They're tanking. I'm, no, I'm just saying. I'm just reiterating. Yeah, I'm happy <laughs> that they, there's no reason to have a guy like that who is a pure scorer, who doesn't really play a ton of defense, who's not really a leader, who's not going to impart any knowledge on these young players, taking up all of the, the oxygen on offense. So just. Send him somewhere where he's useful. He would and teach they, them how to keep their pimp hands strong. Yeah, that's uh, about, yeah. That's that about it. Lou Williams is, uh, he's been in Houston, or now he's in Houston after yeah. Toronto, Philly, and Atlanta. So he's uh, he's a hired some, gun, man. He's got some miles on, his, on that <laughs> pimp hand. Yeah, think about all the strip <laughs> clubs that he can go to in all of those towns. Those are all good strip club cities. Yeah. Is Philly? Is, I, don't, I don't know that about Who's oh, his arch rival? Yeah, it is. Who does uh, Lou Williams fight with? Who, who did he have the... Wasn't he fighting with a football player on yes. Twitter? I don't, I know don't who remember it who it was. Oh, well, <laughs> I great know. topic, Sean. Dubaru, go ahead and tweet us and let us know <laughs> what happened there. Uh, yeah, I think And that is your first Dubaru mention. That's for right, the for the Dubaru counter. Uh, so yeah, we uh, we we're in a good we're in a good place. I'm happy with the Lakers right now. Okay. But uh, let's talk a little bit more about Paul George because it seems like he engineered a situation where he was untradeable that they couldn't trade him anywhere. Do you think that he is going to eventually go to the Lakers? No. I mean, maybe. You say no, why? I don't think he's going to turn down the money. In Indiana? 
Yeah. It's so much more it's money. It's so much more. It's no, $80 but he's million not, dollars more. He's not eligible for that. He needs to make All-NBA Yeah, this but year. who says he's not going to make it next Does year? Does he have to be first-team All-NBA? Just an All-NBA team. He'll be on the All-NBA team this year, right? I don't think so. Not, yeah, not, not, not over Giannis. Yeah, no way. But who? But are there are there five? But other he can make forwards? it next year. I'm d- I'm just saying like, five other forwards: well, Giannis, Jimmy Butler, LeBron, uh, LeBron, KD, K- KD, yeah, Brow, yeah. There you go. Wasn't Brow a center? I guess he's. They don't. Yeah. Or do they? I it's, don't even know. Like the center position on the All NBA team is the weirdest thing. Where last year DeAndre DeAndre Jordan won narrowly over Draymond Green. Who also got a ton of forward votes? Yeah, so. it doesn't make a whole lot of sense because, as Jalen well, has said, th- it's positionless. Basketball doesn't have positions; it's just for the novice to understand the game. But I think if I think if Indiana possibly wins a first round series, which I don't think is really impossible, uh, he might make third team All NBA. Are they where are they number? What are they like the fifth or sixth seed or something? Yeah, I think so. We should know this, but I think there's six. Yeah, I don't. I mean, but it, the thing is, do they keep like for him to make it? Next year, they have to feel confident enough that they can keep him. I don't think Larry through Bird's, the deadline. I don't think Larry Bird's going to let him walk. Larry Bird is like a stubborn that's what, that's motherfucker. What I'm saying. I think I think that they trade him. No, no, I I mean trade him. I think Larry Bird is oh well is let stubborn him walk or, as oh, he'll let him walk rather than give him up. And then he'll probably just retire. He'll probably just quit. I can see Larry. Larry seems like he's yeah if, over it. But the issue of trading him comes down to the fact that he's. Advertise the fact that he will not sign anywhere except for. Yeah, Los to be clear, like this is this seems like the most like every time there's a disgruntled star, they get associated to the Lakers. But this seems really like intent. Like the whispers like are not whispers; they are screams. Yeah, and they're coming from sort like source reporters who like, are not the usual. Like, yeah, like suspect. Mark Stein and Sam Amick are talking about it. It's not just right. some random Lakers blogger who's like, "Oh, or wouldn't Sam it Amico. be cool?" Yeah, no, I think uh, I, it, it's. As a Laker fan who is used to not getting too excited about this, it seems a little bit more, you know, it seems more extra than usual. And I don't know. I, I guess I heard that Paul George is close with Magic, which. He's also a huge Kobe stan. Yeah, Besides so. me, he's the number one Kobe fan in the world. Besides and, you know, Kobe. And I, I always, I joke that every person from Palmdale's dream is to be able to say that they live in L.A. So <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think that that's incentive for Paul George to actually. That's that's what makes that's the biggest draw to me that I would guess. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You know, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, I think, I, mean, I think at the end of the day, Joey's probably right that if the money is is so good that he can't leave, that he'll stay. Yeah, and the other incentive is that uh, the stripper who had Paul George's baby lives in Queens, so he might want to get out of the Eastern Conference. <laughs> <laughs> but Callie Rivers is here. Oh, oh man, boy! God, he could destroy the Clippers too. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on <laughs> to a huge deal. Let's talk about trades. It's the yeah, trade deadline. It's all we it, we're going to talk bang, about a single trade. Yet. We're going to bang through these trades so that we can move on to what everybody's here for: the ad read. So, <laughs> PJ Tucker is going to Toronto for Jared Sellinger and two second-round picks. It's the best trade of the deadline. Yeah, it's a twenty. I think it's Toronto's own picks in the next two drafts in the second round, so not very high selections. No. So, where do we rate Toronto? Are they the team that came out the best from 
the trade deadline besides New Orleans? Well, they've so the things that have been hurting them are people getting hurt and them having kind of a crappy power forward. Now they have Serge Ibaka. Now they have PJ Tucker. So now and they and Jared Sullinger was not really playable. He's right. not really a power forward, and they have plenty of centers. He's a power luncher, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, <laughs> Jared Sullinger, you I fat, you fat, got him. <laughs> uh, so he's gonna go to Phoenix, and he is gonna get a DUI. That's my prediction. <laughs> that is like the Phoenix, DUI. Yeah, they, it's just really the, the cops. There's a lot of speed traps. Yep. Just and they're really harsh. It's that Sheriff Joe guy. Our Sheriff Joe Arpaio? Yeah, I think Jared Sullinger might have to spend a day in a tent jail. (laughs) Maricopa County, baby. Is that where Phoenix is? Yeah, that's where that's where Sheriff Joe is, baby. Okie doke, okie doke. Um and Shaq isn't isn't that isn't that where Shaq is also? Shaq is also a deputy there. I mean he's really in it just for the forfeiture of assets. Isn't I think that Steven also Seagal's, where Steven no, that was in, Seagal's in, a cop? in like New Orleans. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's Jefferson He's Parish. He's going to deputize Bookie. He's going Bookie. around speaking so all <laughs> the weird New, uh, New Orleans accent. Hey, this is me, Steven Seagal. I'm both from Brooklyn and I'm Gambit from the X Men. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a Buddhist. And I'm half But Japanese. a racist. And he only wears a do rag in movies now. All of his yeah. movies, he's. Him and Hulk Hogan, a, dog. Yeah. Is that, that Brett Michaels hair loss plan? <laughs> I've you never could, seen. You hair. can wear hair extensions as long as you his put a hair is as black top. as my microphone. It's so <laughs> so dark. Um, yeah, I, 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 Toronto. I think they're the dark horse to go to the finals. I think I think there's got to be a really uh, like tasty yeah. bet that you so can put down. So they added Abaca and Tucker, PJ Tucker, and they lost Terrence Ross and Jared Solinger. Yeah, I'm going to Vegas. Uh huh. Next weekend. Not this coming weekend. Next weekend. Yes. Third through the fifth. I'm announcing this right now, guys. Putting uh, $200 on the Raptors to go to the finals. I love it. I love it. That is a hot, hot bet right there. That's awesome. That is so tasty. Do you want to know what the odds are? Yes, please. Okay, let's see. To win the Eastern Conference, Toronto right now, 10 to 1. Ooh, baby. Weirdly, Boston, 6 to 1. Interesting. Wizards ten to one, Hawks twenty to one, Pacers forty to one. Everybody else is a hundred to one. Wait, the Wizards are ten to one. Wizards are ten to one. I'm stiff as a board right now, guys. I'm going to be a rich man. Light as a feather. (laughs) 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 You can say that I'm walking on air right now with a huge boner. (laughs) Okay, Nerlens Noel to Dallas for Andrew Bogut, Justin Anderson, and a number one pick, first round pick. Yeah. And the number one, the number one pick is top ten protected, top eighteen protected. It's, it's next this year? year, this year, okay. And then, uh, oh yeah, this year. Sorry, and then it turns into two number two picks. Otherwise, interesting. And Dallas ain't going to make the playoffs, yeah. right? No, Dallas is not making the. playoffs. Yeah, I don't think so. But they're so. trading for, you know, to have his bird rights. Yeah, yeah. They're three games out, but there's they're twelfth. No, but that right means they're, they're keeping not. their first round pick. Yeah, no, they're trading for his bird rights. You're right because yeah. Yeah. Noel's a restricted free agent, and so they're going to extend him. Wait, is that a protected pick? It's this year's pick this protected. Year, top eighteen protected. Oh, that's weird because like, isn't there like a rule like it can only, it has to convey within a certain amount of years? So, oh, I w- yeah. I'm surprised well, I Philly didn't ask for like 2018 or 19. So that the they protection stretch it out a little yeah. bit. You think I read the CBA? Hell no, I have no idea. Um, but I yeah, look that's, like Larry Kuhn, Divac. Yes, <laughs> Vlade and I have about the same knowledge of the CBA. 
I do like that that Magic is so loved that he said something like, "Yeah, I don't really understand the CBA." And Adam Silver just said, "Like, nah, he's gonna come to New York. I'll teach him all about the CBA. Don't worry about it." Yeah, I like don't. he's literally going to like CBA camp with Adam Silver. I don't, for I two don't, days. I don't buy it. I think it's just Silver. you know who knows. I think Silver's he- just like. Guaranteeing it, it's, don't worry about that pick. You know who? Yo, oh, oh, right. Don't so worry, he's, Magic. He's like, you can, you Magic's can trade handing. Yeah, you, can trade you know who understands the CBA? Rob Palenka. They're fine. I didn't he know this, but apparently he like made the CBA. Yeah, like Rob Palenka. Johnson? No, Rob no, Palenka was like, you know, because Fisher didn't know what he was doing, man. and it was like, and Rob Palenka was like, was the you was have the to know the CBA to be an agent. You have to like have read it twelve times. Anyway, we're talking about the Lakers way too much. I love this Dallas trade. Nerlens yeah. Noel, super underrated player. So Dallas, winner. Yes. Toronto, winner. winner. Huge winner. Let's break down that Drew Holiday trade real fast, the famous one from 2013. Oh, yeah, the Nerlens Noel for Drew Holiday. So the Pelicans got four years of Drew Holiday and his bird rights now that he's a free agent. Four. Justin Anderson, Dario Saric, a top 18 protected Dallas pick. So that's going to be two second rounders. And they ha- and the right to buy out Andrew Bogut. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Trust the process. And then I, Drew and then Holiday get- is now the the third man in the big three in New Orleans. And there's like Drew Holiday is really good. He is like, very very Drew good. Drew Holiday player. is. I've always loved Drew Holiday, but like when he's healthy, he's like really fucking. Good. Well, and it's it's also tough when you're like, yeah, he hasn't played a lot, and it's like, well, he was caring for his his, uh, his soccer star yeah. wife who had brain cancer. It's a good guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Not like Darren Collison. <laughs> <laughs> if you got a Darren Collison diss counter, <laughs> that's number one. Uh, Doug McDermott and Taj Gibson and a number two pick to uh, – or a second round pick. It says number two, but so, it means yes. second round, right? Yeah. I'm just making no, sure I understand. Shit. It's a shit. <laughs> and, and, a and, a, and a poopy. <laughs> <laughs> to Oklahoma City for Cameron Payne and Joffrey Laverne. Wasn't I have no idea how good deal? any of those Thunder players are. What's that? Wasn't there a third guy? In yeah, the Moro. Field? Yeah, Moro. Oh, Moro is also good. Oh, R.I.P. Who goes R. I. P. to fake Georgia? R.I.P. Rob, Rob Moro got traded um, again. <laughs> I mean, I mean, dude, that it just sucks for Carl Singler. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like Doug McDermott like, is like, ah, uh, we like if you're if you were maybe like a hot blonde on a sitcom that's going into its fifth season. And suddenly, like, a blonde cousin shows up in the cast. You're like, oh, no. Yeah. I got to go. Kyle Singler has a long deal, though. Well, then yeah. he shouldn't worry. He's he got gonna, paid. Hey, he's going to be able to do he's, a lot of online shopping new, from the bench. He's the new Nick Collison for the Thunder. Oh. And then he's going to be a white dude who's there forever. <laughs> no, OKC like, loves it. All those polo shirts love Nick Collison. <laughs> That's uh, a bad trade for OKC. I agree. I think so too. I, I think mean, the Bulls did something. They good got one the time. they got the two better players, but like those players aren't that good. No, I mean Doug McDermott just isn't good, right? Yeah, no. Can he eat dunks on guys sometimes? Some, he can score. I mean, yeah. like he can shoot, which I guess if you, like that's what they need. They need Westbrook just needs to, to stand there and not want to dribble. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and hit threes. So, so I he think replaces. He can do that. Is he going to start? Does he take Robertson's spot? They, yeah, didn't tra- they didn't end up trading Roberson, right? No. He, he was hugging people dudes. because he knew he, he was going to, to the bench. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Todd Gibson, you got to start him, right? Yeah. Well, they're definitely starting Todd Gibson over Sabonis. Yeah. Okay, so Jesus, the, big question, the big question right now. It's a now, weird trade. The weird trade. The big question is, is Oklahoma City, have they improved enough 
to keep up with New Orleans, to keep up with Denver, and to keep their playoff spot. They're too far ahead in the seven. Yeah. How yeah. many how many they're games like ahead? Eight, Can it's we like eight games yeah, from, that, are, from that package. They are six and a half games ahead of the Nuggets. Right? How many so wins do they have right now? Thirty-two. Okay, but let's hypothetical. Let's freestyle it a little bit, guys. Yes. Um, let's assume that the Pelicans get really good. Mm-hmm. Okay, which is possible. It's not likely, but it's possible that they will go twenty-seven and five. So crunching, I would say, look, having looked at the schedule. I think it's very possible that the Pelicans could get to about 41 and 41 by the end of the year. That would be an 18 and 7. That's about the top end of what they're going to do. And that would get them to 500. Uh, to get to 500, the the Thunder would have to go 9 and 16. No. I think that's pretty unlikely. That's pretty unlikely. Yeah. yeah. Um, they might pass Memphis if they'd rather play the Rockets than the Spurs. In the playoffs, I mean, the, Memphis is catchable. Maybe that pushes them to the sixth seed. I don't know if they care. Yeah, I, yeah. I just think that now we're talking about like two actual good teams. I think the Pelicans are like a actual decent yeah. team now. So versus is Memphis? like Denvis, uh, Denvis, sorry, <laughs> uh, versus like Memphis. I think is a good team though. Memphis like, is Memphis. Is so they're not the odd man out in this. No, equation. no, no. No, way. I think I think it's I think it it's what is it? De- I mean, Portland. Didn't add Portland's anything. done. Yeah, they, yeah. They, I mean, they essentially like the Plumlee trade was like, okay, we're not gonna make the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, so it's like it's it's, it's Denver. It's Denver. And, it's and Denver Sack was ahead of De- Sack Orleans. was ahead of the Pelicans. Yeah. So and, yeah. And Joey, before we started recording, came very solidly on the side. I think of Denver's the still gonna get the eight seed. And why? Um. Well, in part because I think it's gonna take a while for Davis and uh, Cousins to figure out how to play together. Um, the floor spacing is the thing that I'm really And also about. the rest of that team is trash. Like, I like Drew Holiday, but I don't like any of those other guys. Like, Etwan Moore is fine, but, like, it's it's the Russell Westbrook-Oklahoma City problem where it's like the rest of their teammates just aren't good. So, I mean, these – these I think these Pelicans-Nuggets games, there's three of there them left. There are three left. That's wow. – those are going to be the biggest. Those are the biggest games left in the West. Where are they in terms of location? Uh, two in Denver, one at Smoothie King. Ooh. Smoothie, Smoothie King. King, by the way, went for one. the first time. Mm-hmm. Not the best arena in the league. Oh, really? Yeah, surprisingly, <laughs> la- a lack of amenities. That room that's how empty, old is that, that? Room that's empty all the time is <laughs> yeah. uh, not the best. No. Maybe you have a smoothie. <sighs> I forgot. <laughs> Uh, so there's there's a there's a point in March where uh, New Orleans and Denver play on a Tuesday and a Friday back to back. So that should be that should be fun to see with the seeding. I mean, the Pelicans are going to be fucking dope next season. I just don't yeah. know if there's enough games remaining. Yeah. To well, catch. Here, I mean, I'm sorry, because Denver's also on a roll right now. Like Jokic has been on fire. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've. I don't know. They're four and six in their last ten games. The sad thing is that that is on a roll for the teams that have been competing for the uh, eighth seed. Yeah, like and uh, basically both teams are fine at home and terrible on the road. What um, I know there's a concern about Boogie and Anthony Davis you know, figuring out how to play together, but they have played together. No, no, they they didn't overlap each other at uh, Kentucky. U- USA basketball. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I mean, and they're only two years apart at Kentucky, right? Yeah. I think it was 
10 and But 12. I don't know. Like, we saw it with the Warriors. Like, the Warriors were the fast, like, came together this season, came together pretty fast, but it still took, like, two weeks to figure out how to play with Kevin Durant. Yeah. Like... And that was the rest of their team was the same and also good. Like they were still beating, murdering people, but not like. I just think it takes a while to figure out how to play with another like super good dude, especially somebody who essentially plays your position. And then Gentry, like, is that going to be the guy? I don't think so. I Why think not? He gets fired. He's really fast. I think he gets fired at the end of the season. It is a tradition for them fast. to fire their coach after they make the playoffs. Like they can't. They <laughs> they can't fire Boogie's coach again, though. Can they? Yes. If Haven't they like, thought like maybe that's a bad idea? Who's yeah. like? Actually, you know what? Where are they going to get? Point. They kind of maybe should try to be stable a little bit. To they're not the, gonna he's pending, be. He's a pending free agent. That's not the thing. It's not. They're not. They're not smart. That's a terribly run franchise for the most part. This was like their moment to shine because they finally found another franchise that was dumber than them. Pretty much. I just well, wonder. Did you guys like, hear what Woj said? No. Woj. Okay. Woj on the vertical. They were on. He and Bobby Marks were on uh, Chris Mannix's podcast this week, and he said there's a rumor around NBA GMs that this was like the most damning thing I've heard about this so far. Is that the reason? Vlade traded Boogie to the, the Pelicans is because Vlade doesn't like to talk on the phone and he was just in New Orleans. <laughs> so he was talking to Del Demps all weekend. And like certain GMs have said that like if the All-Star game was anywhere else, that's where Boogie would well, be. Well I remember in that in that string of in that string of exciting Woj tweets, uh, when it was building up, was that like t- that that they were calling the ki- teams were calling the Kings and they just weren't answering. <laughs> Which is hilarious because the offer, like, the first tweet was that ridiculous, the ridiculous offer that it ended up being slightly shittier than. Yeah. So, like, what else were they taught? Like, Vladi, that makes sense. You know, He's just want, not answering his phone. If you want to get to Vladi, you got to hit him up on ICQ. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't think he has. Vladi uses WhatsApp because yeah. he's like, <laughs> I feel like he might use a burner phone. His phone. Because he's still worried about those Serbian hitmen. You know his phone I mean? is from Serbia, yeah. so he's roaming whenever he's here. So, yeah, <laughs> so, so he has to use WhatsApp. He's like face, got the face, no, face-to-face yeah. meetings. I'm no sorry, Larry, no I can't answer. Uh, so, anyway, back to this Thunder trade. Okay. Yeah. Taj Gibson's a good player. Yeah. But does he make sense on this team? No. No. I mean, they have two they really have strong front court players already. Yeah, guys who clog up the paint. And I mean, yeah. he can de- they need a stretch. He's, he's also he's like thirty. He's almost thirty-two. I mean, he's good at defense. Him and maybe if they want to play him, at, he can. I mean, he can pick and pop a little bit. Like he can hit a. That's two, a right? good point. If is they want to play him at center, his defense could sort of make up for Ennis Cantor being Ennis Cantor. Maybe they just don't play Ennis Cantor anymore. Well, no, he'll that, play with him. He'll I play mean, next. Is Cantor going to be able to do anything this year? Yeah, Cantor's in pra- he practiced today. He's gonna hit another chair, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's a real firebird. Yeah, basically everyone. Ever since that Turkish coup, he's been worthless. <laughs> um, and then for the Bulls, they just acquired another point guard yeah. who cannot shoot. They're still tanking. Yeah, they are still tanking. Uh, I like, but they're so short on guys who you can even call prospects. That I like that they got pain and sure. uh, who's the other youngish guy? Laverne, who's 24, I, 25. Whatever. I like, yeah. It's better. I mean, he looks like a Plumley if a Plumley was look like foreign. A, he does look like a Plumley. <laughs> I don't. How old is uh, How old is Dougie? McBucks. Yeah. He's gonna be. At least I think 25. he's old. I think he's he was not old. that old. I think he was an old rookie. 
Oh yeah, he like he left. Didn't he play for four years? Yeah, yeah. So he's like, yeah, 20, he looks he's like, like a guy who played for four years. He played for his dad for four years, right? <laughs> That's uh, always a little suspicious. All right, we got to move on because we got a lot more trades to to work out uh-huh. and talk about. Yep. But I will say that uh, Smoothie King Arena was built in 1999. Its first tenant was the New Orleans Brass Ice Hockey Team of the ECHL. Mm. So it was, I guess, built for minor league hockey, which explains why it sucks so much. Extreme Coastal Hockey League. I don't know what ECHL is. <laughs> East Coast Hockey League. <laughs> East Coast Hockey League. No, it's extreme. There's no fair catches. Ersan <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ilyasova to Atlanta for Tiago Splitter, a Miami second-round pick, and a p- second-round pick swap. That's weird. Yeah, I don't care about this one. No. Uh, it's a good deal for the Colangelo's. It's like a very hinky move for a Colangelo yes. to make to My, just steal second round. Right. Just like <laughs> hoarding picks like a Danny Ainge. I feel it's, like. Uh, yeah, go ahead. The Hawks like are acting like the, because they're like a Spurs wannabe team. Mm-hmm. Like. Thinking that, like it feels like a, uh, like when the Spurs trade for something, everybody's like, no, that's that guy's not gonna do anything. Ray and then McCall. they do Spurs things, mm-hmm. but like they're not the Spurs. They're yeah, but Ilyasova, they're the good like great value Spurs. So they w- <laughs> so they waived Mike Scott essentially today. Oh no! Uh, they traded Mike Scott for nothing, uh, for cash. Ilyasova is Mike Scott, but better. Oh, I think they got a right? pick too, by the way. I think they got a pick. Sam's emoji tattoo, so he's better by default. <laughs> <laughs> well, the. <laughs> Uh, the hinky element of the deal is they made Atlanta <clears throat> give them a pick swap. So uh, yeah. Philly had the Warriors second rounder from the Jason Thompson deal. Okay, wow. and uh, <laughs> deep cuts. Yeah, and and so Philly just for no reason was like, no, we want to be able to swap picks with our Warriors pick. Like they traded like mm-hmm. fifty pick sixty for pick sixty pick. 55 or something like that. Hey, I like a, I like a second rounder. Everybody loves a second rounder. But it's rounder. just weird that they're like, no, we want to, like, like our price is, it just feels like a gratuitous thing to throw in at the end that's mm-hmm. very hinky. Like, yeah. it is we funny. also want to move up five spots in the second round. <laughs> it's sort of like, it it's like supersizing your fries or something. Or like, oh, let me get the jalapeno poppers in addition to the two tacos at Jack and Box. Do, do you know what Ursan Ilyasova's uh, official nickname is on Basketball Reference? No. Turkish Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> and yet he didn't stick on the Thunder. He only played three games. It's very sad. Uh, very quick addendum he's the to uh, the Bogut situation. The Rockets are going after him, but not Darren Williams, according to Mark Stein of ESPN. Oh, wow. Oh. Wait, who are the Rockets going after? Him? Andrew, Bogut. Andrew Bogut. I mean, they need a big. Yeah. yeah, and he can play defense. Draymond Green might punch him in a <laughs> in a, uh, a seven game series. I think the Rockets are going to go to the conference finals. I really, really sure. Like them. Yeah, I, I, I don't yeah, think they're it, good. Yeah, yeah, we're not gonna you're not gonna see any uh, any blowback from that one. I mean, if the Spurs get like somebody who can get to the hoop, because they didn't have that when they lost to Oklahoma City, then we'll see how they. Tyreek Evans, Ooh. he can be this year's I think Kevin he's Martin. Not getting bought out, bro. <laughs> He's coming home. He's coming home <laughs> to Sacramento. To the golden one. <laughs> By the way, Ursula Ilyasova averaging 15 points a game this year. It's a weirdly quiet trade for a guy who 
was really putting up numbers on the Philadelphia seventy six. Yeah. Right, that's those are garbage buckets. But I like this Maybe. movie. I'm just saying. I he's, think he's a good player. I like Ursa. Yeah, I do too. He's, he's weirdly like, traded like he's bad. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. I mean, he's just getting passed around shitty Eastern Conference well, and like not well in Oklahoma City. But for the Sixers, like it makes Eastern. sense because they want they they're just making room for Dario. Yeah, that's what the Noel trade is too. They want to play Dario more. Yeah, so they. You know, and it doesn't matter what you traded to get the guys. You have them now. You yeah. know, so yeah. so great. Simmons, they, they need, yeah, they need. And I guess Split oh, yeah, is going to mentor is Embiid. Is Ben going to play? Yeah, they, uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, what's their coach's name? Uh, Brown. Brett Brown. Yeah, he was like he was kind of a. Uh, he was hedging on how soon he'd be able to play, but they mm-hmm. said that he'll play this season. So I think that's yeah, that's probably, something to look forward to. I want to see Ben Simmons play. Yeah, me too. Uh, I've seen Ben Simmons I saw him in play. Summer League. It's but... wonderful. <laughs> Whoa, Don Pardo. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was at Summer League as well, and uh, just wish that he would shoot more. In a situation like that. Especially Summer League, yeah. Yeah, just fucking chuck it, dude. Uh, all right, next trade, Bojan Bogdanovic. I love this trade. To <laughs> Washington for Andrew Nicholson and a first-round pick. Yeah. So the Washington gave up their sh- what's going to be a shitty first-rounder, and – a terrible contract for a guy who can help them this year. Like Bo Bohan's good. Boyan. Who is the con wait, oh the Nicholson contract. Andrew, Jesus Andrew Christ. Nicholson, yeah. So so Boyan Bogdanovich is good. Is Bogdan Bogdanovich good? I don't know. Is Bo- Bogdan's not here, is he? Bogdan's no, not, not here. Not. Bogdan's not here. In fact I think that's what Adam Silver said Bogdan. when he got drafted by the Suns. <laughs> um, so what's that or Bogdan or, or the other uh um Dragic? The one that oh, Zoran? Zoran. Zoran, that's right. Goran and Zoran. See, look, I'm going to just pitch this idea to the NBA. You get both Bogdanoviches, one contract like the Morris Twins. They wear the same jersey number. They're not allowed to play on the court at the same time, and you have to call them Bojgadon. So like full ha- like twin like twin child actors. Twin child yeah, actors, yeah. exactly. And exactly. we'll throw in Peter Bogdanovich just, you know. Why not? <laughs> right. This is an extra. And Bojack Horseman also. <laughs> so are you guys going to uh, – did you guys talk about how the Scrub Lord deserved to be in the All-Star game? We did not talk about that because we don't talk about him on this podcast anymore. <laughs> every time we mention his name, he just scores two more points every game. He's like the game. candy man. <laughs> don't speak of him. We don't talk about it. We don't consider it. We're moving but on. But, yeah, Bojan's good, right? I think yes. – sure. Washington's got better this this uh, trade deadline. And By the like, way, speak. they can play them all together. Like he can yeah, be on their crunch time lineup too. Which yeah. I liked the idea of Lou Williams on Washington, but they can't like they can't play him with Wall and Beal like in crunch time. Right. Like there's no point. Who's like? Who's yeah, I mean not? they literally needed a playable body to play the two and the three. Yeah. yeah. It's like does Boyan play the, the? Isn't he kind of more like three forty? But I mean, it's same, no, he's same a two. He's, he's two three. Yeah. So yeah, I um, like it. Yeah, and Nicholson, the, actually, Nicholson is like a bad contract, but it's not like the Nets are going to get anybody to come there. No, for, he's a youngish guy. Yeah, for the Nets, that's good. The Nets should just be trying to pick up anybody with any, any potential. Semi young, yeah. So yeah. I, I, I actually like that for both teams. Yeah, no, it's a good trade for both teams. But for Washington, I really like it. I like, I like Bojan better than Lou. For that, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Do we agree that uh, Toronto is better than Washington still, though? Yes. Okay, so we're all I mean, on board we'll, with my bet. I, what we're do, what what teams are doing this year is they are straight up buying first round picks. They're not doing it with cash, but like this is they took Andrew Nicholson, and that's what it cost to get the pick. Lakers same deal with the Rockets. Like they had to take Corey Brewer. So effectively, you know, 
you're, they're not actually trading cash and violating the NBA rules, but like a first round pick's worth like five million dollars. But I I think. and in this draft, people feel good about it. So yeah, I think that's overvaluing these late first round picks, though. I mean, it, it depends. Uh, to me, it's are you any good at drafting? Like right. If you look at uh, you know, and I hate to bring up the Lakers again, but their late picks in the last three drafts have all been productive. Play, like sure, Zubat, uh, Clarkson, and Nance have all like. Yeah. So if I mean, obviously you're not going to convert at that rate, but like, I don't know. If I think any, of course, any team that's trading for that has some faith in their scouting department. I mean, no team doesn't have faith in their scouting. Right. The Except for maybe the Kings. The Lakers. They kept their scouting department, though. That's true. Good point. They kept uh, the, the by the way, if you're wondering about Carmelo Anthony's worthiness for the All Star team, he was a minus seventeen <laughs> in that game. No, no. <laughs> um, oh, no. But I just don't. If you're the Nets, I get it because the Nets just need picks. Stuff, yeah. Yeah, the Nets just need to uh, – they desperately need to find assets because they can't get them. And, I mean, the, the Philly model, I don't, I don't really like them just aggressively tanking all the time. But if you look at, like, Ilyasova, them simply taking Ilyasova for five months got them um, a 2020 first-round pick and, you know, two bonus second-round picks. Mm-hmm. So that's like, if you're not making the playoffs, you might as well rack up that stuff. And he was good for them. So. Yeah, I just wonder if at this point we're over. They're overvaluing these late first round picks. Like a lottery pick, I get why it's worth stuff, but like a, these late picks, the, these late number one picks. Like I would rather have a player. Yeah, it's like a, it's somebody who's good. Well, I think you could get value and uh, with like draft and stash guys. Yeah. I would you rather can get have value a, with like drafting upperclassmen who you think maybe can like play right away. I would rather have an early second because you don't, you don't have to necessarily pay them an NBA contract. Yeah, mm-hmm. like a, yeah, the this the but Thunder yeah, did that. If a couple you look years at ago. the guys who moved, like Tyler Ennis and Doug McDermott, like oh Doug McDermott was a lottery pick, right? Yes. yes, but Cameron Payne wasn't. Oh no, Cameron Payne was a late lottery pick, right? Yeah, he was. That was or he was yeah. seventeen. But it just seems no. He was like, a lottery pick. It was the year that they missed the playoffs. But it so. seems like a lot of guys who moved are like these late first rounders who like teams are like we don't want to have to even try and pay this guy later. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's like, why I what feel like been. yeah, early second is much better because it's just a value. You're getting you're getting better value, and it's essentially the same level of player. Yeah. Are we a little sad about missing Cameron Payne and Russell Westbrook dancing? I'm together? 100%. No. no. I'm super sad. I love Cameron that. Payne looks like a homeless mouse. I don't like looking at his face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, oh, my God. I don't like him. Episode title. <laughs> I like that the Bulls got him for them, but I just I, I, I don't like I don't like I don't like Scrubs dancing. No, I love Scrubs <laughs> dancing because that, ma- that makes them valuable to the league. They're good for morale, I guess. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, oh, God, what's his face? I like Scrubs like like Baysmore. Like I like that kind of like Bob, like Bob Sacre. Like just yelling Robert Sacre. Yeah, just being yeah. like goofy. Yeah. The dancing thing, like Cameron Payne, to his credit, he dances very well. He is a good dancer. It makes him look cooler. He's like a city and I don't mouse. Like that. Yeah, he's, he's a like a city mouse. mouse. He ain't no country yeah. mouse. No, no. yes. <laughs> All right, moving on. Roy Hibbert to the Denver Nuggets for a second round draft pick. A highly protected <laughs> second round draft pick. They just wanted to get rid of his ass. Man, uh, and Denver, I that's like, like that he just keeps hitting another rung on the ladder as he falls from grace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like like you thought, like, man, Charlotte trading him with Spencer Hawes for an inferior Plumley brother. That's 
that's a tough break for Roy Hibbert. And then it was like, nope, just wait a couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that episode of The Simpsons where Sideshow Bob kept stepping on those rakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's and sign with the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> just acquiring Roy Hibbert to me feels like when you like eat 7-Eleven food. It's like that level, just like <laughs> just like doing I, something just to do it. Yeah, yeah like, like I just need something in my mouth. Final do the two for two twenty two. Yeah, piece of chicken L- log. Let me get the burrito roller. Let me get the breakfast bites. Uh, let me get the mac and cheese yeah. balls. That they breakfast pizza. Breakfast. <laughs> um, and just like like you know the same way Seven Eleven stuff is not really trained to produce food in an oven. That's what it's like when you pass the ball to Roy Hibbert in the post. <laughs> just it happens very slowly and awkwardly. It's a lot of and, and then you're like, hands. why did I do this? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Denver's going to buy him out, right? Probably. Um, they just wanted him to hit the salary floor. Yeah. But I mean, probably. Did, yeah. Is he, but who's going to sign him? No like, one. But I mean, he gets paid to go. I don't know. Do whatever. Do improv do what, or whatever. What do you hang out with Ben Lyons? <laughs> I guess UCB I'm just classes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but are they are they going to sign somebody else for the roster spot? I guess probably there's someone or more D-leaguer useful. D-leaguer or something, right? they, Yeah, D-leaguer. They're, they're that kind of, kind of Darren team. Williams, Denver Ooh, Nugget. Baby. I kind of like that, actually. He and Jameer Nelson yeah. are going to fight. <laughs> <laughs> How bad is Emmanuel Moutier? That's pretty... I don't think he's damning. bad. I don't think he's I just bad. think it takes point guards a long time. You, can't, you still can't tell. I mean... The problem is he's yeah. like... He's a guy that isn't developing fast enough for their team. I think the problem with him is that he was advertised as like a a super athlete, but he's never been like, they're talking like comparing him to Westbrook. Yeah. He's not that level of athlete. He's at least better than Alfred Payton. He is. Yes. Ooh, you think so? Mm, Hell yeah. So. Alfred Payton sucks my butt. Yeah, but Alfred like, Payton like doesn't play with like good players. But Moody can like, shoot he's in a, he's free a, he's throws. He's on a good team. Yeah. No, it in doesn't. A good situation. If, if you're a if you're a point guard, you should just be a shoot first point guard in that situation and just like go to the hole all the time. Alfred Payton is the homeless country mouse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. There are mice inside his hair. Dirty street rat. Cameron <laughs> Payton. Wouldn't you take Payton over? Wouldn't you take Payne over Payton? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't. I, I like I, I Alfred Payton's booty dog. All of all of the Orlando guys, I I reserve judgment for their second team. Hisonia. Oh, Hisonia. Yeah, Hisonia. The jury is definitely still out. I think it's I love that guy. He's all he's all about. Uh, I'm all about him. That is. Yeah. I he dapped the opposing coach in Europe after he hit a three. Yeah, because he's, like, he's a baller, dude. I have a soft spot for Moody A. A because I have a soft spot for the Denver Nuggets generally, but I liked when he threw Greg Popovich out of that game. Oh, that was funny. Yeah. Fair Wait, enough. Wait, what? When Greg Popovich got kicked out of a game earlier this Moody, year, I walked called next it first, to the ref. That's threw hilarious. him out, and then the ref gave him a tee and threw him out. I love how funny like a lot of these young NBA <laughs> players are, and like they just do hilarious things. Yeah, like Ingram uh, when Boogie got in a fight with uh, Randall early this season, and there's like a it's like a, kind of a Laker Twitter meme. And like Ingram sitting in the back, of just like like this, like watching yeah, watching Tarek awesome. Black and uh, and uh, Boogie argue. It's the yeah the young the young, young NBA kids. is just like they're a joy. These young Snapchat dudes. Uh, all, all right, right. K- back to the KJ, more trades. KJ McDaniel's to Brooklyn. How do we? We feel don't about even that? know what they gave up. Doesn't matter. <laughs> that's, just, that's been Who his cares? destiny for a while. Yeah, I like it for Brooklyn, and I like it for Houston because they'll use it on a buy. They'll use the roster space and the money on a buyout guy. Do, do you remember you? when KJ McDaniel's was compared to Scottie Pippen? Yes, uh, you, by Bill Simmons. I don't remember who said. Oh that. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. I, I don't know what you're talking about. That was that was when he was on the Sixers, right? And like everybody on yeah. the Sixers is like. 
you know, through Hinky's crazy like body mass index <laughs> equations that he like. Uh, we can look at so a he's chart. Physically, Scotty Pippen. Okay, uh, but yeah, Brooklyn got another young prospecty guy. As many flyers as possible. Yes. His- Speaking of Bill Simmons, um, how does this then affect? The Brooklyn picks that are currently owned by the Celtics. Not at all. It doesn't affect them. Let's keep moving. We'll talk <laughs> about Boston in a second. Okay. Uh, so the last one, uh, yeah, we already talked about Mike Scott being traded to the Suns for a bag of cash and a draft pick. Love we don't it. Have to discuss well, I love anyone. Mike Scott. Mike Scott is like Maurice Spates 2.0. I love him. He's got like emoji, all the emojis tattooed on his body. It's He has the second greatest anti-respectability politics tattoo <laughs> that I know of <laughs> with the emojis second uh-huh. to Gucci Mane's uh, face ice cream cone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I don't think we need to talk about Lou to Houston or Tyler Ennis to the Lakers anymore. We kind of already hit those. All right. So is so, that all our trades? Yeah. So we need to take a quick break, though, to uh, talk about our sponsor. Guys, we're enjoying all the amazing deals at the trade deadline, but it's also important to get a great deal on your next auto purchase. That's why we're sponsored by the Vertical's Auto Trade Deadliner. Adrian Wojnarowski has sources at every car dealership in America, constantly feeding him updates about NBA players' cars that are priced to move. With this app, you'll get an alert on every time Evan Turner's 2007 Ford Fiesta changes hands, or Marshall Plumlee's Toyota Prius gets its battery replaced. Woj is dropping those car bombs! Look, Shams Chanair... Shams Look, he's he's trying to sell you a used Kia so you can trust Auto Trade Deadliner. I mean, or a club promoter, or a guy who is trying to sell you a distressed leather sofa, or a guy who's a first suspect on Law & Order SVU. Auto Trade Deadliner's icon is in the shape of his weird facial hair. Sure, Danny Ainge is never going to get rid of any of his fleet of undersized Lex Coupes, even though he's first on the waiting list for a new Tesla, but Woj will let you know if Ainge decides to trade a moped for a Chevron gas card. There's no space in your garage, Danny. Come on, trade something in. You could use the ESPN AutoZone app, but they're just giving you Woj's car deal scoops 15 minutes later. Note. The app has a bug that will randomly slander LeBron James's automobiles every three to four weeks. Just ignore it. Auto Trade Deadliner, your best auto app. Until Yahoo goes bankrupt. Okie dokie. Well, thank you to The Vertical for sponsoring this, and uh, thank you to whoever wrote this ad for not telling me how to pronounce that dude's name. Mm-hmm. It's not really that hard. Charania? Charania? It's like all vowels. Exactly. Vowels are complicated. I'm, I also am, I just learned to read. You're just jealous of him because you didn't become Woj's uh, understudy. Of course I'm jealous. <laughs> it's pretty great that uh, his, his name is all he, – all he does is rumor monger and his name is Sham. Yeah. <laughs> I love Sham. Like, like it should be – his name is like – it would be like if they were like, well, this is Woj's assistant, Pranky McGillicuddy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Julian, yes. we haven't really talked to you. We've talked, or we've talked to you, but we haven't talked about you. Yes, so you're from Los Angeles yes, uh, originally. Yes, where from like here, like like, like I I could walk here from my, from where I presently live and from where I grew up. So what you're telling me is, is that I'm gentrifying your neighborhood, and you want me to um, get the no, fuck actually, out? No, actually, no. You know what's funny is I actually joke that uh, because I met these guys in San Francisco. Uh, I left, and I can't. I would not have moved back to my neighborhood if it was 
uh, the way it was when I left. <laughs> so I kind of, I think technically I, I also am a gentrifier. Yeah, right? Are you yeah, saying yeah. gentrification is good? No, is that the title of the episode? Gentrification <laughs> is good. It's not great, but I, <laughs> Colon. You know, I like food trucks. So yeah, food trucks are good. I'm I, I'm okay enough with it, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I I'm big Laker fan. I like uh, I like you're L.A. sports down the line, except you like the New York Giants. Yes, because my dad is from uh, my dad's from New Jersey. So. Okay. okay, that's, that's fair because we didn't have a team for a no. long time. Yeah, yeah, you're Dodgers, Lakers. Dodgers, Do you care Lakers. about hockey? Uh, not really. How yeah. you f- how you coming down on the uh, L.A. Galaxy versus L.A.F.C. rivalry? <laughs> the I. I know that Chivas uh, was gone, right? Yeah. That's, that's, what, that's who they replaced? Yeah. I appreciate that. Joey knows no- nothing about MLS. Don't look at me. I don't care about soccer. I just like that there's uh, <laughs> I like that there's. T- I, like, I like that there's enough demand for two soccer teams in L.A. Is there? That's awesome. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that. Is there, though? I mean, Is there a demand for two football teams? Oh, no. Because we're about no. to find out. Oh, God, no. oh my God. Philip so Rivers. So football and football? <laughs> Both have two two football and football teams. Oh here? yeah, this yeah. is a big market. Right. Well, I mean, There's I get a lot that. Of people. Okay, so what, you're <laughs> what else are you doing in Carson? Come on. I don't know. Gambling, breathing, breathing they, in toxic toxic fumes. That's where they park the Goodyear blimp. That's right. <laughs> wow. Yeah, in Carson. <laughs> so do they sometimes just like for the the L.A. Galaxy, the Galaxy play in Carson, right? Yes. So do they ever just? Film the blimp they on just the ground, Skype and, and they're like, "Hey, look, <laughs> it's the blimp is here for the they MLS Cup green, game. Like a green scrim <laughs> yeah. that some interns run behind, and they're like, "Oh, images of the game," <laughs> and then it's just like Google Earth pictures. <laughs> oh, like, well, man. is that really for somebody's the house? Uh, so, as someone who grew up in Los Angeles, how did you develop your relationship with the Lakers? Um, my first. The, the the Laker team that I fell in love with, uh, like that I started really watching basketball like constantly, like this, you know, became my thing as a kid, was probably the ninety four ninety five team. I watched that's like, a deep cut. Yeah, I'd watch like you know because they were when when they were, you know, the Magic era. I'd watch like because you know, my dad was always watching, and I, you know, there's only one TV, so I and I'd be semi into it. But like when I really got into it was the ninety four ninety five team. Um, the first time I remember like feeling sad about the Lakers was when they traded uh, Cedric Sabalos. Uh, that hurt my soul. He was dope in NBA he was jet Jam. Skiing. He was dope, and he had won the dunk contest in Phoenix. Yeah, no, uh, he was. I, I thought he was going to be amazing. He made one All Star game. One All Star team. Uh, and you know when you're when you're that old, you're a kid. You think that oh well, he made one, so he's just going to keep making. Mm-hmm. He's just right. going to extrapolate that his whole career. And uh, you think that when you're a kid, but you also think that when you're uh, uh, Mark Cuban and it's Josh Howard. Yes, you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, the the those teams when Ma- when Magic came back all buff uh, and played power forward it wasn't was really awesome. buff as, as so much as Joey. He was uh, he Thick. was he was being well fighting. Uh, you know, he was he was he was sick strong. Uh, but I, you know, those those teams those teams are still my favorite Laker teams. Because like when the Lakers are good and supposed to win, it's just stressful. I'm sure you can attest to this. Like, oh, absolutely. When they're on the like when they're right before they're supposed to win is the best part. Like, I'm the, the chillest dude of all time right now. I just don't yeah, give a shit. It's fu- nothing I like, matters. I like the process of getting good again. I'm, I don't like when they're when there's like I think the most miserable season of basketball was probably the season where they were going for the second three peat. 
the, when Dallas beat the shit out of them. In oh the God, yeah, like that, that whole was season was miserable. And then the the and Steve Nash Dwight, Dwight Howard season was, was really miserable. Bad. Like those seasons are way worse to me than these last three. Or two thousand four. Huh. Okay. Two thousand four was pretty bad too. But um, I mean, know, as a Golden State Warrior fan, I have been riding high <laughs> now that they are expected to win all the sure. time. Sure, but they're but they're expected to win in a different sort of way. And they're like, this is inevitable. They're very good. The, uh, the, the Lakers were never guaranteed to make the finals the, in the yeah, second yeah, Kobe yeah. run. The period. The Warriors have a much like, you can wait till June. I'm just saying. I also had 30 years of and you bad. Had, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Well, 30 years. We're of getting losing. a taste of your misery. Uh, <laughs> the only time I get really nervous about the Lakers is the draft lottery, because we've you got had those protected picks. Though that around both of you, I got texts from both of you that you were nervous that they were trading all the young guys for Boogie. Yeah, I didn't want that to happen. Yeah, I was okay with trading like some of them for Boogie. I didn't. I, I'm very bullish on like I don't want them to move. Uh, it, it, well, I'd be upset in any trade if they traded both Ingram and Russell in the same trade. At this point, at this stage in in the development, but preferably if they could just trade everything like Randall, Clarkson, and all the other shit, and then keep those two, because then I feel like that's an actual like that's resembling what you could project as like a you know, your first, second, and third best player on a really good team. It seems like it's very hard to get fair value for those guys right now. I think, yeah, I think it's just kind of a gross, like, it's always, I feel like those guys, they're always hotter on the trade market after, like, this post-trade deadline, and they play a lot of minutes, and they kind of mm-hmm. rack up yeah. numbers, and then teams are more excited about them going into the into the draft. So, like, yeah, you're not, I feel like the young guys, unless you put together a big Boston package, you're not going to get much out of them. And we didn't talk about Boston, by the way. We didn't. What is there to say? Except they uh, didn't do how anything. How hilarious again. it is that they didn't do anything! <laughs> Fuck you, Danny Ainge. <laughs> oh, it's really it. remarkable <laughs> how another trade deadline has gone past and they have made zero. It's moves. the funniest. It's the most predictable and the funniest thing ever. Like everyone said, they were going to make a trade. There were all these crazy rumors, and then Danny Ainge. It's going to come out. You watch. He's going to have. He's going to go on one of those shitty Boston radio shows and be like. I don't understand. I offered all of this for Jimmy Butler, and they said no. It was, I won't tell you what it is, but it was a lot of picks and a lot of young players. Terry Rosier, James Young, unprotected. <laughs> Why didn't Charlotte trade with us? Why didn't Chicago trade with us? Yeah, I, I can't. I, the one that, I'm not so much surprised that they didn't do anything with Paul George and Jimmy Butler as I am that they, the, they did they nothing. Didn't sur- yeah, that they didn't get Surge. They didn't, or didn't get, even try to get Surge over like the Terry Rozier thing. Like, are you, how much do they play Terry Rozier right now? I don't know. N- not very much. Like what? Like, I've he. It seems to me that he overvalues his young players as much as actual Boston Celtics fans do, and <laughs> that is not a good thing because uh, you guys can attest to this, and I can attest to this as a Warrior fan. Like. I used to think Anthony Morrow was like super fucking tight when he was young and like Yeah, I mean I'm getting to that point right now where I have to say, you know, D'Angelo Russell's not gonna be an all star. Right. I don't think we're there yet. I'm not there yet. But like Larry But you Nance, have to at least put that in you your have brain to entertain of like, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, but Larry Nance is exactly that player. Yeah. Where you're like, oh he's he's kinda nice. But I knew that but, but we, that that's a guy that we knew like had a ceiling. He's athletic. 
Uh, he can jump and all that stuff. He can play defense. But there's a but reason he went to Wyoming. Yes, he's right. not. He's not a superstar. But like Danny Ainge would think Larry Nance was untouchable. Right. He's yes. a good piece, and I, I, he wouldn't understand why he couldn't get uh, Damian Lillard for Larry Nance. Yeah, like why Nance can't headline a Lillard trade. Yeah. So is he thinking he's going to make a blockbuster deal at the trade deadline? Because it's just to me, it seems like you maybe want to make this move when the year that J.R. Smith and Kevin Love are both hurt. Yeah, that's the thing. And all of the teams around him got better. But I hear Celtics fans saying, oh, there's no reason to really go for it while LeBron James is still playing. But I kind and of agree like, with that. But it it just seems insane to wait like – Ten years? <laughs> <laughs> like, they literally had to like, release uh, a first-round pick because they had so many guys on their roster. It'll be sad when they wait for LeBron James to retire and LeBron James Jr. just terrorizes Right. Them. <laughs> uh, LeBron. Yeah. But, yeah, the, it, I, just, I just wonder if the Cavs are going to be able to... Um, I think they like, like, I just imagine going forward... I mean, I don't know, but... Kyrie Irving is about to develop into a guy that can let LeBron, you know, rest against the Bulls. Like, he can score enough. That hasn't been happening, but I think... Don't they, like, never win when LeBron They kind of never yeah. win when yeah. Kyrie's but not playing. But my question is, okay, if you're going to take a break or whatever and wait for LeBron to retire or whatever dumb thing that is, why sign Al Horford? Well, I think like you, what, well, like, <laughs> I mean, my theory, I think, having seen the way he's played, you know, every opportunity to add a big time player, I don't think that he thinks they're as good as people think. Like, I think he thinks that there's a pretty big gap between them and Cleveland. So he and just so he's like overachieving. Yeah, and given that all of their asset, like their their assets, as far all those Brooklyn picks aren't attached to their record, why not get Horford and keep Isaiah and still be a really good team, have a good product. Because, like, Celtics aren't quite, like, they're not one of those, like, Celtics fans weren't packing. I, I mean, I might be wrong about this, but I don't think that they were, like, doing particularly well financially when they were shitty. Question for you. Because yes. you were mentioning earlier that Isaiah Thomas's contract is up in a year. And Avery Bradley's are up in the same year. And, and those are both the two super, cheap yeah. contracts. That's why they could add a star. So is it They're going to have to pay those guys next summer. Yeah, so it's very possible that they could lose both of them. Or keep, or keep them and then not have any flexibility exactly. to get another player. Well, but then yeah. the flexibility would you could there you have the the young trade them. Things. Well, and then or, those guys. Yeah. Then it's easier to match salaries. I mean, the Amir Johnson salary is what they were supposed to use to match salaries, and now that's, and now that's gone. Yeah. So that's another asset that literally just expired. It just seems like a, it. It seems like this is not going to end well. No. Did we can know, all agree on that. Yeah. <laughs> Amir Johnson in high school, he went to uh, was it? He went to Westchester here. Oh hell yeah! And they, uh, my high school team played them when he was a sophomore, and he was at uh, Verbum Day. And his nick, there's a lame nickname that like a like a small high school uh, basketball beat writer gave him. Uh, they called In and Out because he was an automatic double double. 
Uh, and like the guy used it in multiple like King high school the fourth newspaper is posts. Worse. <laughs> King of the fourth is King worse. of the fourth is worse. King in the it's fourth so nerdy, and it doesn't acknowledge that he has a negative net rating in the fourth. Yeah, yeah, that's the other like thing. The but Celtics it's like get a, outscored. It's one of those like <laughs> super pun nicknames that was never gonna catch on. Like when people were like, "Hey, we'll call him the Durantula." <laughs> like, okay, well, save that for your at midnight hashtag. Game. I mean, Durantula NBA animals. Durantula might have worked. In the 80s, they would have had one of those posters. Oh, yeah, with the X-Men poster. Yeah, where he was, like, on a, like, he'd be, like, on a web. Or he'd have (laughs) eight arms and one would be Duncan. Yeah. The other one's giving the finger to Russell Westbrook. I love those posters. Another one's taking a picture. You know the, what? the Rifleman is my favorite one yeah, of those yeah. posters. Oh, you yeah. know what makes the Xavier McDaniel one the sweetest, though? A big dog. There is <gasps> a big a dog big on dog. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Glenn Robinson the third. you got to defend your title next year. There's only one way you're not going to get booed out of that arena. By jumping over three, three big, big dogs. dogs. <laughs> Pacers have the two worst... I think dunk contest winners that I can remember. Fred yeah. Jones. Fred jo- those are like those are pretty bad. Fred Jones only won it because Jason Richardson refused to try an easier dunk. He kept missing a three sixty where he also put his arm in the hoop Vince Carter style. Uh-huh. And he just kept missing and got a zero on the round. <laughs> <laughs> this, this we can talk about during the off season, but something has to be done about the uh, Fred, I podcast. would love to get Fred Jones on the podcast, by the way. I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure we could. Fred, if you're listening. Fred, if you're listening. On your break. Um, <laughs> oh man. Uh so well, I mean, he's got a union job, probably. Real qu- two quick, <laughs> two quick topics that I want to hit just before Fuck we Fuck Danny Ainge. Fuck anyway, Danny Ainge. Uh, does anybody want to make fun of Portland or Sacramento real quick? Because those are the Lakers' two um, redheaded stepchilds that we always beat on all the time, forever. And eh, we kind of ripped Vlade a lot. Yeah. yeah. Portland. You want to make fun like of Portland? Any opportunity to make fun of SoundCloud rapper Damian Lillard. Uh, <laughs> oh, you mean Dame Dalla? Yeah. I actually didn't mind that album. I, I, I said so uh, on the internet where people could read it. So it's in, it's in public that I didn't mind his album. His, he's too good at, like, he's too medium at rapping. Like, yeah, it's y- not, like, uh, Ron Artest is hilariously bad. Oh, oh man. It, it's endearing. If, if you do nothing else... Uh, round ball rock listeners I would w- Maybe we'll have you on In the future And we can break down the That Michael Ron Artest album Oh I mean Cause he has One Where he is Counting down Like a shot clock <laughs> And it's like 23 You got traded out Out of the bulls You tried to find a job 22 <laughs> Your brother struggled With mental illness I have struggled With mental illness <laughs> 21 And it's like it's so tedious because it's a shot clock, and he's got to do it 24 times, and he's not really rapping. He's sort of talking, and uh, I heard it premiere on the radio, and the hosts were trying to be so generous. And then he had another one where he was talking about how politically active his album was. There was another one that was called COP, Control Our Population. Oh, shit. And then he had another one where he's like, look, this one was so great. We just couldn't keep it. Everything's brand new except this one's old. Just got to put it on. Got to get that. Got to get that message out. It's called One Night Wifey. The, <laughs> the Michael Jackson song he did when Michael Jackson died was amazing. <laughs> and that he wore number 37 as a uh, tribute to Michael Jackson because mm-hmm. that's how many weeks Thriller was. Yeah. <laughs> 
Can we, we save the most our, roundabout way? Save the meta world peace talk for <laughs> yes. when we have him on the podcast. Okay, that's when right. I call him you on the phone. Oh, we do have him on the phone. We have his phone number. Yeah, we got I, uh, the meta I knew. World peace on the I went to. I lived on the same floor uh, my freshman year in college as as uh, his younger brother, Isaiah Dick. Izzy Artest. Oh, who not was Daniel. Big, no, no, not Daniel. Izzy, a big John Mayer fan. What? At, at uh, duh. Yeah. Which which one? Like what what kind of John Mayer? Like Body of this the Wonderland? Yes, early, or like, like I want to run through the halls of my high school. That one. I want to throw a drink yeah. at that guy. That, that's that's the <laughs> yeah. John. That was the one. Oh man, Izzy Artest loves John Mayer. I want to punch that fan in the stands. <laughs> <laughs> I never want to feed my pit bulls. Speaking of violence on the basketball court, Draymond Green is the subject of a new video game in which he uses karate to subdue his opponents. This is officially licensed, right? This is, uh, yes, the 2K uh, produced this game. No, um, it's called Draymond's Green. Draymond Green's Shut Up and Jam. <laughs> Sorry. Draymond Green's Shut Up and Slam Jam Karate Basketball. Uh, it is a game where you play basketball uh, at a local rec center for a charity basketball game, but there's also a karate championship booked uh, in the same venue. So Draymond's like, let's do let's do both. And uh, there's a screenshot here that's <laughs> funniest line. Miss Lady, I don't think we have a problem after all. Y'all should know how much I love karate. And then he karate fights people, but he also plays basketball. And um, it's... Uh, it's a game. I, don't, I haven't played it yet, but uh, how do you guys as Warriors fans feel about people making fun of... It's a funny joke. They can make fun of it all they want. Okay. You know, whatever. <laughs> Such <laughs> as, this is what a winner says. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. This is what a winner says. <laughs> Shake them haters off. Yeah, it sure. also sounds cool. like something where Draymond would hear about it and then after a victory be conspicuously playing the game yeah. <laughs> in the background, like wearing a cupcake t-shirt. Okay. You're definitely more upset at uh, Draymond maybe being a flat Earth guy than yes, people making a fun of that is upsetting. That, that this is, is upsetting. all a joke. There's none of them actually believe. <laughs> Kyrie, Kyrie absolutely believes it. No Have you listened to the audio? No, uh, yeah, of he course. Is, we did a whole podcast about it. I'm did just saying he is to Anna reading the yeah, quote. He completely beautiful. believes all those things. He is not trolling, and when he's asked about it, he is so embarrassed. I mm-hmm. I think it's a troll. There's no way it's a troll. I, I'm into conspiracy theories, which is great because our final segment. Wait, there's one thing I want to talk about before <sighs> we get to that. You're uh, always doing this. You're always no. fucking up my transition. Dan Gilbert did something good today. Okay, what do you do? Uh, he he's bringing. He brought Charles Oakley to the is coming to Cavs Knicks because Dan Gilbert invited him. Yeah. yeah. He's <laughs> going to try to give him a predatory loan. I thought you were going to say he was going to forgive a lot of uh, subprime no, loans. No, no, no. no, 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 no not no. that good. No, no, yeah. no. I would love to see Charles Oakley go to the game and just start giving it to Dan Gilbert's son. <laughs> like, get a playmaker! <laughs> I would love to see... And then you get kicked d- out of another arena? I'd love to see Dan Gilbert sell, like, you know how people sell other people's debt? Mm-hmm. Sell it to Charles Oakley to go around collecting that debt. Oh, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Oh, no one would fuck with that. I'd yeah. be like, where do I sign? Here's the check. The big is too high, Oak. <laughs> <laughs> you heard of the lending tree? This is the collecting tree. The Oak's coming to you. It's like that scene at the end of the Two Towers where the forest comes and eats up all the orcs. <laughs> That's Oak. And you. <laughs> all right. So, again, speaking of conspiracy theories... You guys love uh, 
You guys love conspiracy theories. We had uh, Brendan Lynch on here a few months ago. We've been trying to get him back on, but he's really busy. He's so hit, stop he's, bothering us about trying hiding. to get Brendan get back on. <laughs> Getting Brendan back on. He's hiding. <laughs> he's afraid to face me after our three-point contest <laughs> where we both sucked and Chase Serrano destroyed <laughs> both of us at, on Bill Simmons' sport court. But, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of NBA conspiracy theories out there besides Kyrie Irving believing the world is flat. And, Sean, I think you have uh, – a whole list here of other conspiracies. I've collected theories. a few. I've collected a few. I did some research this week. So just to recap, Kyrie Irving, Flat Earth, Planets Aren't Real, Government Murdered Barley, uh, Banking Conspiracy Murdered JFK, Moon Landing is Fake, Aliens Have Visited Earth, and Dinosaurs Never Existed. That summarizes Kyrie's belief system. I don't understand how you can believe the Earth is flat, but also that aliens exist. Hey, man, look, you know how you take a picture and it's curved mm-hmm. on your phone? Yeah. Well, they could do that with all those pictures. That's what Draymond Green said. I know. <laughs> it's also a weird thing that people had figured out 2,500 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. With technology sig- significantly worse than the ones, ones that we have. Well, had. not able to fly off the planet and take pictures of well, it. Well, that's bullshit, that's too. Pretty, you, think mm-hmm. you, we can, you think we actually went to space, bro? We just, we just go on one. Also, Kyrie Irving was born in Australia. And goes to China all the time. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with him? I think his dad, having been at 9-11, probably has a lot to do with his conspiracy. Oh, you're right. Yeah. He's like, yeah. He's like, look, Building 7, Copernicus, I same was, thing. Yeah. <laughs> I was at 9-11. Yeah. <laughs> a, I love the like idea of like, yo, yeah, I was, it's like, yeah, it's like saying, no, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was at that music festival. Yeah, I was yeah, at that. Yeah, I was at Woodstock 99. <laughs> <laughs> Would, yeah, the I, 9-11 I would of Coachella's. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the one where DMX performed? I think so, yeah, yeah. Well, and more importantly, there were uh, you know rapes and riots and fires. Yeah. And things <laughs> and Jet fuel while, while, can't burn couches, bro. While the Red Hot Chili Peppers played. <laughs> <laughs> we should have known at that point that the world was going to go to shit in the next millennium. Anyway, uh, let's, let's go through so this. So our other, our other conspiracy theories, I'm just going to give you a quick rundown. Rajon Rondo believes dinosaurs were real, but that they died out because Triceratops was gay. <laughs> Rajon Rondo weird. is the most homophobic motherfucker. That's weird. God damn. <laughs> Come on, dude. Uh, Patrick Ewing, this is not necessarily conspiracy, but he keeps not getting a coaching job because when he wa- mails out his cover letter and resume, he uses a frozen envelope. <laughs> and it's like dripping wet by the time it arrives in the mail. Just doesn't make any sense. Uh, Andrew Bogan. Also, Bogut. his oh, first yeah. reference is uh, a stripper from the Gold Club. That's weird. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they're like, what are you going to do at the job? He's like, well, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to get aroused, and I'm going to lead this team to 50 wins. <laughs> uh, and Andrew Bogut thinks that the water goes down the drain the opposite direction in the Northern Hemisphere because of an international Jewish conspiracy. <laughs> It's the Coriolis effect, actually. He also um, believes in Pizzagate. Just, yes. Just don't Ble- He that. literally believes in Pizzagate. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> that is not a joke. That, that part is legit. Uh, Paul Pierce thinks the assassination of Julius Caesar was faked. <laughs> because he's like, would they stab him like nine times? Why would that kill somebody? <laughs> oh, God. Shouts to Benzino. Um... <laughs> Uh, Buddy Healed. Buddy Healed believes sex there man was Buddy Healed. <laughs> sex man Buddy Healed. Uh, gonna lose his virginity in Sacramento. We're pretty sure. Um, 
Buddy Yield believes there was more than one shooter in Dallas at the JFK assassination because he cannot imagine being that accurate with a long-distance shot. He just doesn't believe it. <laughs> and he believes Ted Cruz's dad was involved. That's, <laughs> All right. that's a weird All right. extra part. Um, Efford Payton is convinced that the Spanish really did blow up the USS Maine. <laughs> okay. Weird deep That's cut. Weird, He's man. Just he loves history. Loves Hearst newspapers. Um, this one doesn't make really much sense, but Clay Thompson thinks that Adrian Wojnarowski played Blossom's brother on Blossom. <laughs> he thinks he kept yelling, Woj! <laughs> it's, it's impossible to explain it to him. Um, Thon Maker thinks that NASA faked the Challenger explosion to cover up other shady outer space activities. Uh, he remembers watching it live in high school. Because so. he's hella he old. old. He's, he's old. old, baby. He's old, um, dog. DeAndre Jordan will not use email because he's convinced he's going to be hacked. Uh, he has to send all of his personal communication in the last two minutes of each quarter. Uh, also an active MySpace user, which he uses only to speak with Paul Pierce, who has not <laughs> jumped to Facebook yet. Was he looking at MySpace with those two phones at the All-Star game? That's what he was doing. One was MySpace, one was Friendster. <laughs> Just got to get, get those DMs straight. Uh, Clippers owner Steve Ballmer believes that if you forward an email message from Bill Gates, you get a free trip to Disneyland no matter what. Uh, Bill Gates was his co-worker. And just bought him a season pass to stop him. But that validated his belief, unfortunately. <laughs> All right. Um, Derek Rose believes that Michael Jordan had to retire from minor league baseball due to gambling <laughs> debts. That's a All very right. strange conspiracy. <laughs> but silly got to. Uh, and finally, Dion Waiters thinks Barack Obama was a secret Buddhist. That's a, I don't know where that rumor comes from. But yeah, I mean, these he, NBA players, they. They believe some strange things. It's, it, but you know what? They're, they're, it's, it's fine because as woke as they are, who cares what they believe? Oh, I had a theory about the woke off, but yeah. it didn't work because the rumors. What was your theory? When there was a rumor that Darren Williams was coming back to the Utah Jazz and that Marcus Thornton had gone. Where did Marcus Thornton get traded to? <laughs> he got traded. He went back to somewhere. Yeah, I think he went He's to – did he go back to Sacramento the Nets? Or Brooklyn. Yeah, he was back to the Nets. So at – at some point last night, there was a rumor that Tyreek Evans was Tyreek Evans was coming back to Sacramento. Darren Williams was coming back to Utah, and Marcus Thornton had come back to the Nets. And I thought the NBA is literally trying to go back in time to before <laughs> a Trump presidency to win the woke off officially. They're like, yo, we got to get Larry Sanders back in this league, dog. <laughs> it's like a. More, a more transactional version of like in Superman when he spins yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It's not the sun; it's the Earth. My bad. I was thinking yeah. of Star Trek when they fly the ship around the sun and then they go back in time. Let me tell you, Kyrie Irving Two says that's that? impossible. <laughs> well, it's the sun in Star Trek, and in, and you they go faster. Maybe you could flip it like a coin, but Kyrie Irving knows that's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, finally. The 2016-2017 Golden State Warriors have a fantasy matchup that I don't, every week, every uh -huh. week, I don't think that they can win this one. Guys. Oh yeah, what are what are they? Who are they so playing? The 2016-2017 Golden State Warriors are playing the 2017 Nets first round draft. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it's more valuable than gold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they wouldn't even want to put up a fight here. So, so how would this work, Joey? This was your. 
<laughs> your, your I mean, it was just a funny joke. And I think we can all agree that having a good basketball team is actually worth more than the 2017 <laughs> Brooklyn Nets pick. Yeah, the Warriors <laughs> win. Congratulations. <laughs> Everyone agree with this? Yeah, I don't think I don't think Markel Fultz can beat the Warriors. <laughs> it's not even Markel no. Fultz yet. It might be Markel Fultz. <laughs> it's just a it's just the pick. What yeah. if it's Josh Jackson? Exactly. Lonzo Ball? No, nah, none of them. Dennis Smith? Nah. Okay, so what about what if the Warriors <laughs> have to play this pick in four years when LeBron James is retired? Mm-hmm. Danny Ainge is cutting two first round picks every year. Just to maintain a regular <laughs> roster size. Avery Bradley's in his what seventeenth year with the team, and he's still <laughs> twenty four on the team. He's twenty four years old. He's really working on that outside shot. What if what if we're looking at like twenty twenty two Warriors versus that pick? Warriors still win. Warriors yeah, still win. Still taking the Warriors. Okay, so. what if you're trying to trade for Jimmy Butler using the assets on hand? The Don't give up that pick. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you the entire Warriors team for Jimmy Butler, but I'm not giving up that pig. Can you imagine playing Monopoly with Danny Ainge? No. As he's just like sitting on uh like like Mediterranean Avenue. Uh one of the railroads. One one railroad. Uh he's got like he's got like a community chest card that he's just banking <laughs> somehow. He's like, he's just, I, I might end up in jail. I'm holding up for, Oh yeah. He's got three get out of jail cards. <laughs> he's just going to jail. And he's like, I'm just waiting for free parking to pick up some more money. And then the new CBA comes out and free parking goes back to the bank. And he's like, ah, <laughs> well, what can I do with Pacific Avenue, St. James place and B and O railroad. <laughs> I'll trade it to you for, boardwalk <laughs> and when they say no he's like fuck you and flips the board over. and he's like on the radio you know what i gave him i gave him a thimble um i'm not gonna say what property it was but it was four properties <laughs> for boardwalk did you build any houses no i'm waiting for the housing market to get cheaper uh real quick breaking news the mavs officially waived darren williams <gasps> Oh. He's out there, guys. Here's a question. That's why you wait till the end of the podcast to get the hot breaking news three days later. <laughs> so are he and his barber a package deal? Are they both free agents? You would assume. Okay. They're going is together. He, is he Does he have the hair? barber? He's, I think he's bald now. Yeah. I mean, how, was he guy, totally bald now? No, well, I mean, they was sprayed he the hair on, oh, he right? just, oh, it's just his. Who's going to clean up his it's beard, It's just his though. hair can guy. <laughs> he has the, yeah. The hair can. <laughs> he was, yeah, he looked like yeah. he was dying his hair. Who, who, yeah, that the worst polish. hair in NBA history? No, Carlos Boozer. Carlos Boozer still. <laughs> Carlos Boozer. Yeah. yeah, it's like, why even ask that question? Edward Payton, is he up there? Yes. What if he just cut his hair? Wouldn't he be a better player? Nah. Because it's so... It looks false. It's not the hair that's the problem, dog. No, it's... But it's just... It's symptomatic of his bad decisions. It's just a visual representation of his game. Clyde Drexler. Clyde Drexler also on that list. Of bad hair? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because he... Well, yeah, but that was just because he went bald. Yeah, but But he he let it... it. He hung on for too long. Kareem certainly did, too. So did Nate Thurmond. Yeah. LeBron was going to... Was on his way there, and then he got... He got the plug. He got, he got the plugs. plugs. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's we save should make it. a bracket in the future, and yeah. it'll be like Euros on one side, uh, Mike, American players and then on one the other. One Mike Dunleavy bracket that's yeah. just different <laughs> Mike Dunleavy. 
<laughs> Listen, look, the off season is still a few months away. We're not going to do that episode yet, but that's coming. Um, it's a Warriors win. Warriors defeat the mighty Brooklyn Nets first <laughs> round pick. Untouchable. Now, would it, what uh, if you included pick. the 2018 pick? Would it be the same decision? Yes. Um, 100%. What are you talking about? Okay. What the if greatest you basketball included... team of all time versus one pick? <laughs> what if you included Two those picks? picks and Jay Crowder? <laughs> now I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so another victory for the Warriors. Fly the W, Dabaroo. Uh Big win. Huge win. They're on pace to break the, the single-season record, I think. No, they're, well, for this. Yeah. <laughs> for this. Yeah, yeah. for this. <laughs> uh, what are we going to do when this— below the pace. What the fuck are we going to do when the season's over? Are you just going to just we'll keep having them play? We could just we'll, have we'll them pick a game at the end. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so— It'll it, be author fights. <laughs> this has probably been the longest episode— uh, of Round Ball Rock ever. Well, it's the trade deadline. Yeah, it's a trade deadline special. Uh, and I mean, two days, a few days ago, we gave them two episodes of basically one episode. two fucking yeah. episodes. <laughs> Julian, anything you want to plug? Uh, nothing at all. Juice Manji on Twitter. Juice Manji on Twitter. Real funny. I'm here for the love. Yeah, there you go. Oh, I love it. Uh, Sean, uh, at Sean Keen on Twitter. Check out the Everything Report. And Every Yard Barker. Weekday. All that Yard Barker. Oh, I got some Yard Barks coming out. <laughs> that YB, though. the big dog. <laughs> uh, as always, please uh, rate us five stars on Twitter. We promised you that we would give you the my giant commentary. We got one review. We got one more review. Yeah. Is it? Do you guys just not give a shit about yeah. my giant? Come on. Get get on it, Murison, <laughs> Crystal, you we, Crystal Heads. We know you guys are fans. We know you guys listen every week. What you the Crystal fu- Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Trump's America. Um, five, <laughs> it has to be a five-star review with a with, – with a, it doesn't even have to be a verbal review. You can just give us no, five yeah, stars. just give us the stars. Just I mean, it's us. nice when you write us something Yeah, nice. but you don't have to. Also, call the Google Voice number. Yeah, call the Google Voice number. You will get on the show. Oh, I did promise that I would read the review. But wait, one number right now. Let's put in the oh, Google should we, Voice Let's put in the number okay. first. Okay. Robot, give us the number. Three, two. Three, six, eight, two, zero, three, four, two. Okay, so let's read this review. I promise, and I keep my promises. Uh, you know, even uh, uh, when I don't want to. Okay, so the the review, uh, the new one is from uh, my good friend, uh, Gonzo Chad. Gonzo Chad shouts to Gonzo Chad. Shouts. There's only so many serious words you can say about sports, which is why this pod is great. There, these are three comedians who follow the NBA like it's The Bachelor. Their knowledge is through the roof and take hilarious angles on the latest news. Definite plus if you're into NBA conspiracies. Well, guess what, Gonzo Chad? You just got a whole episode with a oh, bunch of damn. conspiracies. Yeah, baby. We give you what you want. We deliver every week. Uh, Joey, anything to plug? No. <laughs> uh, my act- I'll, I'll plug my actual Twitter. At Joey Devine, J-O-E-Y-D-E-V-I-N-E. Recently got a like from Jamie Kennedy. Yeah, Jamie Kennedy liked my pin tweet J-K-X. yesterday, and I don't know how that would have like happened. Come like Joey's pin tweet. <laughs> Jamie Please. Kennedy, if you're listening to Round Ball Rock, come on the show. Yeah. We, I'm this sure is not X. a prank. We really yeah. will have. Yeah, you we're on. not. We're not xing you. We're yeah. we're, we're, we're for realsies. <laughs> Come on the show. Uh, email us at roundballrockpod at yep. gmail dot com. Haven't gotten an email in a while. Yeah. Why not Jamie Kennedy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So no Frankie Muniz tweet this week, huh? I forgot to check. 
Well, shit. Okay. Well, well maybe, maybe a robot will read one later. <laughs> <laughs> In that case, why don't we trust the process? Trust, trust the, the process. process. Happy Valentine's Day to my love, the incredible, at page A underscore price. Do you have a band-aid? Cause I just scraped my knee falling for you. At Frankie Muniz, February 14th, 3.15pm. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50-80% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.